When people told themselves their past with stories, explained their present with stories, foretold the future with stories, the best place by the fire was kept for the storyteller. Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to the Catholic Storyteller. For those of you who missed last evening's first episode of the Catholic Twilight Zone, Christopher discussed the curious account of the famous martyr, St. Christopher's many accounts of being a giant dog-headed man. I will cover an additional account of this today. First, I will begin with the Irish Passion of St. Christopher which comes from two early 15th century manuscripts. Let us begin. There was a persecution of Christians in the time of the Emperor Decius. And the holy man Christopher was taken and tortured like the others. Christopher was exceedingly wise, and had observed that the Lord assisted those of the heathen who believed, just as much as he assisted Christians. Now this Christopher was one of the dog heads, a race that had the heads of dogs and ate human flesh. He meditated much on God, but at that time he could speak only the language of the dog heads. When he saw how much the Christians suffered he was indignant and left the city. He began to adore God and prayed. Almighty God, he said, give me the gift of speech, open my mouth, and make plain thy might that those who persecute thy people may be converted. An angel of God came to him and said, God has heard your prayer. The angel raised Christopher from the ground, and struck and blew upon his mouth, and the grace of eloquence was given him as he had desired. Thereupon Christopher arose and went into the city, and immediately began to stop the offering of sacrifice. I am a Christian, he said, and I will not sacrifice to the gods. There came a certain Bartius to him and struck him. You may do so, said Christopher, for I will not strike you in return, but I forgive you, for forgiveness is the new law. Bartius went to the king, and said, Hail O king, I have news for you. I have seen a man with a dog's head on him, and long hair, and eyes glittering like the morning star in his head, and his teeth were like the tusks of a wild boar. I struck him for he was cursing the gods, but he did not strike me, and said it was for the sake of God that he refrained. I am telling you this in order to know what is to be done with him, for it seems that it is by the God of the Christians that he has been sent, to help the Christians. Bring him to me, said the king. The bystanders said that a large number of men must be sent for him. Let two hundred soldiers go for him, said the king, and bring him hither in chains. And if he resist you, bring his head with you that I may see it. The soldiers then went to seek him. As for Christopher he went into the temple, and drew his hair round his head in two plaits. He rested his head on his knee, and, after planting his staff in the ground, began to pray. Almighty Lord, he said, perform a miracle through me that thy name may be praised, and let this staff send forth shoots. The staff immediately put forth twigs, and leaves and flowers appeared. A certain woman came gathering roses past the place where he was praying. She looked into the temple, and saw him seated and moaning. 
She went away then and told another woman that she had seen a magician lamenting loudly. While they were talking in this way, the soldiers came up to them seeking him. The soldiers heard the conversation of the women, and asked them where they had seen the man they were talking about. The women gave them a description of Christopher and told them where he was. The soldiers had not the courage to go to him. At that time a company came from Asia to see Christopher. Christopher was praying with his hands, stretched out, and when the soldiers came up to him they said, why do you moan in that way? I moan, he said, for all men that do not recognize the Lord God, that is the true God who made heaven and earth. The soldiers said to him, it is for you we have been sent, to take you with us in chains, in order that you may worship the gods. I will go with you without chains, if you like, he said, for God will save me from the power of your father, the devil. Stay, if you wish, said the soldiers, or, if you like, rise and go in any direction you please, and we will say that we have not found you. Allow me to go to pray for a short time that the might of God may be made plain to you. We cannot, they said, for our provisions have come to an end. Give me any you have left, said Christopher, that I may divide it between you, so that you may see the miracle God will work in it. They gave him thereupon the little they had. Christopher took the remainder, and said, Almighty God, who didst satisfy the five thousand with five loaves, bless this little portion that the soldiers may be satisfied with it, and that thy grace may be made clear, and that all that will see the miracle may believe. The food immediately increased and grew, so that they all ate as much as they wished. When they had seen that miracle, they believed that he had been sent by Christ. So Christopher and the soldiers came afterwards to Antioch, and were baptized by the bishop, Babylus. Thereupon they went to the emperor Decius in the city. Christopher told the soldiers to take him to the palace in chains in order that they might not be blamed for not manacling him, for that had been the king's command. And so he was brought to the king. When the king saw Saint Christopher he was filled with astonishment, and was seized with such terror that he fell from his throne. If it is for fear of God that you fell, said Christopher, it is well for you, for God will ask of you every one of them that you have harmed without cause. Whence have you come? said Decius, and what is your name? I am a Christian, said Christopher, and Reprobus was my name before I believed, but Christopher has been my name since my baptism. My face tells that I am of the race of the dog heads. Sacrifice to the gods, Reprobus, said Decius, and I will give you wealth and priesthood. It will be a distinction in your eyes to destroy me, said Christopher, and your gods will come to nothing, for they are not gods but devils. The king gave orders that he should be taken and his hair knotted together. This was done, and the king said, Sacrifice to the gods and you shall live. I will not, said Christopher, for they are devils. The king gave orders that his whole body should be torn with iron hooks, and that was done. This temporal pain has no terror for me, said Christopher, but you ought to fear the eternal pain that you will suffer. The king, in anger, gave orders that two lighted lamps should be applied to his sides. But the people said that it was not right to inflict such torture on a man of his learning, 
but that he should be coaxed with gentle words. The king then ordered his chains to be struck off, and it was done. Sacrifice to the gods, said the king and you will be my charioteer. I will be your servant, said Christopher, and your charioteer, if you believe in Christ, and you will have a kingdom in heaven. That is not satisfactory, said the king, that you should be trying to make me forsake the gods, and that I should be asking you to sacrifice to them. I have a good suggestion for you, said one of the retinue to the king, let him be put in a separate room with two pretty and well-dressed women along with him. As soon as love for the women takes possession of him, he will sacrifice to the gods. The king thought that the plan was a good one, and he sent for two pretty women, and they were put into a separate room with Christopher. Thereupon Christopher prayed for long with his face to the ground. When his prayer was finished, he raised his face. As soon as the women saw him, they were filled with fear and terror, and retreated from him. We shall die, they said, if we see more. Why have you come here? said Christopher. The women did not answer for fear. He repeated the question, and still they did not answer. Believe in my God, unhappy women, he said. One of the women said to her companion, We are in great danger here, if we do not believe in his God, he will kill us, and if we do, the king will kill us. However one of the women, Aselina, said, It is better for us to believe in his God that we may have eternal life. Holy Christopher pray for us that God may forgive our sins. Only believe in the ever-living God, he said, and I will pray on your behalf. During this conversation a city guard came to them and said, Come out, you are wanted. When they came before the king, he asked them if they had seduced Christopher. Aselina replied, We have believed in his God, for in him alone is safety. The king asked again if they had seduced him and turned him to their gods. We believe only in the one God who is in heaven, said Aselina. As for your gods, they are only stones, and can only hurt those who worship them. At that the king was enraged, and gave orders that she should be taken and her hair twisted together, and that two stones should be fastened to her hands to break them. This was done, and Aselina looked at Christopher and said, Holy Christopher, pray for me. Christopher did so, and then she died. The king ordered her body to be kept without burial. Then the other woman was brought before the king. The latter said, Sacrifice to the gods, and I will give you great honor, and I shall have a gold statue made to you. Only tell me, said Kalika, where am I to offer sacrifice? The king ordered her to be taken to the temple of the gods to sacrifice, and a herald went before her to announce that Kalika was sacrificing to the gods. The wicked people were glad of that for they imagined that she would indeed sacrifice. So she went into the temple, and on seeing the priest of the temple and others present, she said, see how it will be to the great God that I will sacrifice. She then went to the place where the statues of the gods were, and stood before that of Jupiter. Jupiter, she said, tell thy servant what to do. The God made no reply. The gods must be angry with me, she said, since they do not answer, or perhaps they are asleep. She then said, if you have any power answer, and if not, 
why do you do hurt to men? God of body and soul, come to my aid. She drew to her the statue of Jupiter, and it crumbled like wax. She also broke the other statues in the same place, saying, if you have any power, why do you not save yourselves? Then she was seized and taken to the king's palace. If we had not seized her, said the soldiers, she would not have left a single statue undamaged. You promised me, wicked woman, said the king, that you would sacrifice to the gods, but what you did was to damage them. Your gods are wretched creatures if a woman can hurt them, she said. Christ is the true God that no one can harm, and he is my God, and it is in him that I believe. The king ordered two iron nails to be driven through her from her soles to her neck, and a stone to be put on her neck to break it. She looked at Christopher and said, Holy Christopher, pray for me. He did so, and she died. The king ordered her body to be kept without burial till the body of Christopher joined it. The king said to Christopher, Bad is your name reprobus and hideous is your appearance, and we prefer that you should die than that the city should be spoilt through your sorcery. Sacrifice to the gods, and you shall not be tortured. Chief of idolatry and head of unbelief, said Christopher, I will not sacrifice to your detestable gods who are deaf and dumb. Yet I should like to conduct you to the path of life that you might understand the glory of God. At that moment two hundred soldiers who had taken Christopher arrived, and laid down their uniforms and armor before the king, and kissed Christopher's feet. The king said, Christopher is an enemy to me, for he has taken my soldiers from me and destroyed the gods. The soldiers answered, We are Christians since the day we were sent for the servant of God. He blessed our bread for us on the way and gave us the grace of God. I will give you wealth, said the king, if you do not leave me. What belongs to you, said the soldiers, that is, your uniforms and your arms, you may keep, but as for us, we will follow Christopher. The king immediately ordered them all to be put to death, and their bodies burned. That was done. Christopher was brought before the king who said to him, you have deprived me of my soldiers, bold madman. My only fault is praising God, said Christopher. You shall be burned presently, said the king. Christopher was then bound and placed on a bed of brass, a large heap of firewood was put upon him, and thirty flagons of oil poured over it, and then a great fire was lit. When the fire had gone down, Christopher sat up on the bed and said to the bystanders, I have seen the master of the city, a tall man and his face beautiful like a ray of sunlight. His garments were as white as snow, there was a crown of pearls on his head, and his glory was unspeakable. There was with him a number of soldiers, and splendid was their appearance. I saw also another chief as black as jet accompanied by black soldiers, and every hair of his head was thick as an iron chain. A battle was fought between them, and the black king and his company were defeated by the glorious king. He was put in chains and his whole house was burnt and destroyed. Now when the people saw that Christopher was alive, that not even his hair was burnt, and that he did not smell of fire, they all believed in God, and leaping into the fire, drew Christopher out of it. They then said with one voice to the king, 
you have been destroyed and vanquished with all your servants. When the king heard the shout of the people, he was filled with great fear and went into his palace. Next morning the king gave orders that all should sacrifice to the gods on pain of death. Saint Christopher and all the Christians then appeared and began to praise God. And his attendants said to the king that the people had turned against him, and that unless he made a brave fight he should himself perish. He rose from his throne and armed himself, and his soldiers also took their arms, and began to slay the Christians. Christopher kept encouraging the Christians, telling them that the kingdom of heaven awaited them. And on that Sunday, 10,303 of the Christians were put to death. The king had Christopher seized and bound in iron chains, and, with a stone attached to him, cast into a dry well in order that his bones might not be preserved. But when the holy man was put into the well, his chains turned to dust and ashes, and angels carried him away to the king's palace. The king was told, and said to him, Strong is your magic, reprobus. But Christopher made no answer. The king said again, Sacrifice to the gods and you shall not be harmed. Almighty God, said Christopher, receive my spirit that it may rest in thy glory. And he fell on his knees. The king gave orders that whosoever should not worship the gods should be put to death. Christopher was thereupon taken to the place of execution. Many Christians accompanied him, and asked the executioner to allow him time to pray. And Christopher said, Lord, give Tadeus a devil to compel him to gnaw his own flesh and so die. Grant to my prayer that then Christians who are now oppressed may be succored, and give this grace to my body that all who shall have any of my relics may have miracles wrought clearly for them, that they may expel devils, that all diseases may avoid them, that they be prosperous, and that their sins may be forgiven. The angel replied, Your wish shall be granted you, and it shall be granted you in addition, that if any one be in need he shall be freed from it through your intercession. Christopher then said to the executioner, Do as you have been ordered, crossed himself, and stretched out his neck, and then he was beheaded. However, a certain Peter gave a price for the body of Christopher, and took it with him to his city. There was a stream which damaged the city, and the body was buried facing the onset of the stream, and after that the stream did no more harm to the city. And here ends the account of the Passion, that is the martyrdom of the great Saint Christopher. Now I shall read from the most well-known account of Saint Christopher's conversion to the faith which is found in the Golden Legend. Also known as the Lives of the Saints. Christopher, before his baptism, was named Reprobus. But afterwards he was named Christopher, which is as much as to say as bearing Christ, for that he bear Christ in four manners. He bear him on his shoulders by conveying and leading, in his body by making it lean, in mind by devotion, and in his mouth by confession and preaching. Christopher was of the lineage of the Canaanites, and he was of a right great stature and had a terrible and fearful face and appearance. And he was twelve cubits of length. That is eighteen feet tall. And as it is read in some histories that, when he served and dwelled with the king of Canaan, it came in his mind that he would seek the greatest prince that was in the world, and him would he serve and obey. 
and so far he went that he came to a right great king, of whom the renown generally was that he was the greatest of the world. And when the king saw him, he received him into his service, and made him to dwell in his court. Upon a time a minstrel sang before him a song in which he named often the devil. And the king, who was a Christian man, when he heard him name the devil, made the sign of the cross on his visage. And when Christopher saw that, he had a great marvel what sign it was and wherefore the king made it, and he demanded of him. And because the king would not say, he said, If you tell me not, I shall no longer dwell with you. And then the king told him, saying, Always, when I hear the devil named I fear that he should have power over me, and I garnish me with this sign that he grieve me not nor annoy me. Then Christopher said to him, Doubtest you the devil that he hurt you? Then is the devil more mighty and greater than you are. I am then deceived of my hope and purpose, for I had supposed I had found the most mighty and the most greatest lord in the world, but I commend you to God, for I will go seek him for to be my lord, and I his servant. And then he departed from this king and hasted him for to seek the devil. And as he went by a great desert he saw a great company of knights, of which a knight cruel and horrible came to him, and demanded whither he went, and Christopher answered him and said, I go seek the devil, for to be my master. And he said, I am he that you seek. And then Christopher was glad, and bound him to be his servant perpetual and took him for his master and lord. And as they went together by a common way, they found there a cross erect and standing. And as the devil saw the cross he was afeard and fled, and left the right way, and brought Christopher about by a sharp desert. And after, when they were past the cross, he brought him to the highway that they had left. And when Christopher saw that, he marveled, and demanded whereof he doubted, and had left the high and fair way, and had gone so far about by so rough a desert. And the devil would not tell him in no wise. Then Christopher said to him, If you wilt not tell me, I shall depart from you and shall serve you no more. Wherefore the devil was constrained to tell him, and said, There was a man called Christ which was hanged on the cross, and when I see his sign I am sore afraid and flee from it wheresoever I see it. To whom Christopher said, Then he is greater and more mightier than you, when you are afraid of his sign, and I see well that I have labored in vain when I have not found the greatest lord of the world. And I will serve you no longer. Go you way then, for I will go seek Christ. And when he had long sought and demanded where he should find Christ, at last he came into a great desert, to a hermit that dwelt there, and this hermit preached to him of Jesus Christ. And informed him in the faith diligently and said to him, This king whom you desire to serve requires the service that you must often fast. And Christopher said to him, Require of me some other thing and I shall do it, for that which you require I may not do. And the hermit said, You must then wake and make many prayers. And Christopher said to him, I know not what that is. I may do no such thing. And then the hermit said to him, Do you know such and such a river, where many be perished and lost? To whom Christopher said, I know it well. Then said the hermit, Because you art noble and high of stature and strong in your members. You shall be resident by that river, 
and you shalt bear over all them that shall pass there, which shall be a thing right pleasing to our Lord Jesus Christ whom you desire to serve. And I hope he shall show himself to you. Then said Christopher, Certainly this service may I well do, and I promise to him for to do it. Then went Christopher to this river and made there a dwelling place for himself, and bare a great pole in his hand instead of a staff by which he sustained himself in the water, and bare over all manner of people without ceasing. And there he abode, thus doing, many days. And in a time, as he slept in his lodge, he heard the voice of a child which called him and said, Christopher, come out and bear me over. Then he awoke and went out, but found no man. And when he was again in his house he heard the same voice, and he ran out and found nobody. The third time he was called and came thither and found a child beside the edge of the river, which prayed him goodly to bear him over the water. And then Christopher lifted up the child on his shoulders, and took up his staff, and entered into the river for to pass. And the water of the river arose and swelled more and more. And the child was heavy as lead, and always as he went farther, the water increased and grew more, and the child more and more waxed heavy, insomuch that Christopher had great anguish and feared to be drowned. And then he was escaped with great pain, and passed the water and set the child aground. He said to the child, Child, you have put me in great peril. You weigh almost as if I had all the world upon me. I might bear no greater burden. And the child answered, Christopher, marvel thee nothing, for you have not only borne all the world upon you, but you hast borne him that created and made all the world, upon thy shoulders. I am Jesus Christ, the King whom you serve in this work. And because that you know what I say to be the truth, set your staff in the earth by thy house, and you shall see tomorrow, that it shall bear flowers and fruit and he vanished from his eyes. And then Christopher set his staff in the earth, and when he arose on the morn, he found his staff like a palm tree, bearing flowers, leaves and dates. And then Christopher went into the city of Lycia, and understood not their language. Then he prayed our Lord that he might understand them and so he did. And as he was in this prayer, the judges supposed that he had been a fool, and left him there. And then when Christopher understood the language, he covered his visage and went to the place where they martyred Christian men, and comforted them in our Lord. And then the judges smote him in the face, and Christopher said to them, If I were not a Christian, I should avenge mine injury. And then Christopher pitched his rod in the earth and prayed to our Lord that for to convert the people it might bear flowers and fruit. And it did so. And then he converted eight thousand men. And then the king sent two knights for to fetch him, and they found him praying, and did not tell him so. And after the king sent as many more, and they set them down for to pray with him. And when Christopher arose, he said to them, What do you seek? And when they saw him in the visage, they said to him, The king has sent us, that we should lead you bound unto him. And Christopher said to them, If I would, you should not lead me to him, bound or unbound. And they said to him, If thou wilt go your way, go where you wish. And we shall say to the king that we have not found you. 
It shall not be so, said he, but I shall go with you. And then he converted them in the faith, and commanded them that they should bind his hands behind his back and lead him so bound to the king. And when the king saw him he was full of fear, and fell down off the seat. And his servants lifted him up again. And then the king inquired his name and his country. And Christopher said to him, Before I was baptized I was named Reprobus, and after I am Christopher. Before baptism, a Canaanite, now a Christian man. To whom the king said, You have a foolish name, that is, of Christ crucified, who could not help himself and may not profit to you. How therefore, you cursed Canaanite, why will you not do sacrifice to our gods? To whom Christopher said, You are rightfully called Dagnus, for you are the death of the world and fellow of the devil, and your gods be made with the hands of men. And the king said to him, You were nourished among wild beasts and therefore you may not say but wild language and words unknown to men. And if you will now do sacrifice to the gods, I shall give to you great gifts and great honors. And if not, I shall destroy you and consume you by great pains and torments. But for all this he would in no wise do sacrifice, therefore he was sent into prison, and the king did behead the other knights, that he had sent for him, whom he had converted. And after this he sent into the prison to St. Christopher two fair women, of whom the one was named Nicaea, and the other Aquilina and promised to them many great gifts if they could draw Christopher to sin with them. And when Christopher saw that, he set him down in prayer, and when he was constrained by them that embraced him to move, he arose and said, What do you seek? For what cause have you come here? And they, which were afraid of his appearance and clearness of his visage, said, Holy Saint of God, have pity on us so that we may believe in that God that you preach. And when the king heard that, he commanded that they should be let out and brought before him. To whom he said, You are deceived. But I swear to you by my gods that, if you do no sacrifice to my gods, ye shall perish by evil death. And they said to him, If you will that we shall do sacrifice, command that the places may be made clean and that all the people may assemble at the temple. And when this was done they entered into the temple, and took their girdles and put them about the necks of the gods, and drew them to the earth and broke them all in pieces. And said to them that were there, Go and call physicians and leeches, for to heal your gods. And then, by the commandment of the king, Aquilina was hanged, and a right great and heavy stone was hanged at her feet so that her members were most piteously broken. And when she was dead and passed to our Lord, her sister Nicaea was cast into a great fire. But she issued out without harm, all whole, and then they made to smite off her head, and so suffered death. After this, Christopher was brought before the king, and the king commanded that he should be beaten with rods of iron, and that there should be set upon his head a cross of iron red hot and burning. And then after he had made a seat of iron and had Christopher bound thereon, and after fire set under it, and cast therein pitch. But the seat melted like wax, and Christopher issued out without any harm or hurt. And when the king saw that, he commanded that he should be bound to a strong stake and that he should be shot through with arrows by forty knights archers. 
but none of the knights might attain it, for the arrows hung in the air about, near him, without touching him. Then the king weened that he had been shot through by the arrows of the knights, and addressed him for to go to him. And one of the arrows returned suddenly from the air and smote him in the eye and blinded him. To whom Christopher said, Tyrant, I shall die tomorrow. Make a little clay mixed with my blood, and anoint there with your eye, and you shalt receive health. Then by the commandment of the king he was led forth to be beheaded, and then there made he his orison, and his head was smitten off, and so suffered martyrdom. And the king then took a little of his blood and laid it on his eye, and said, In the name of God and of Saint Christopher. And was healed. Then the king believed in God, and gave commandment that if any person blamed God or Saint Christopher, he should be slain with the sword. Thank <laughs> you.